Ever since the first tick-tock of time You brought order to a world undefined Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Our teaching team is made up of men and women who love asking probing questions of each week's scripture portion, to which our community responds with curiosity, courage, and a desire to expand in faith, hope, and love. We follow the Revised Common Lectionary, and we follow the church calendar, because they anchor us in something which can hold us, no matter what life throws our way. We exist to join God's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us, everywhere. Cultivating new beginnings in all of us, everywhere. We exist to join God's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us, everywhere. We hope you enjoy this week's teaching. We hope you enjoy this week's teaching. We hope you enjoy this week's teaching. Uh, Our reading this morning is from Acts 2, 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now, there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem, and at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Everybody, welcome. Here we are. Uh, Welcome to those of you watching online via Zoom, as well as YouTube and Facebook. Uh, We are together again, whether you're online 
or in person. And my name is Steve. I'm the pastor here at Genesis. And it is 50 days after Easter Sunday, folks. 50 days after Easter Sunday. It's the day of Pentecost. And no matter what you felt or didn't feel on Easter Sunday this year, Easter is a time to remember that you've been forgiven, that you've been redeemed, and that you have been made new, like the eunuch in Allie's kid servant story, that death doesn't have to have the last word, and tomorrow doesn't have to be a repeat of today. That's good news, right? But it's been 50 days since Easter, right? And maybe you've forgotten all those things, that you've been made new, that you have a place at the table. Maybe you, through no effort on your own, maybe you've just kind of wandered away from that reality, that Easter reality. And maybe you need help returning home. So let's do an all-play question. All plays are designed to hear the voice of the chorus, not just the solo, thank God. We'll hear from people in the room and people online. You can use the chat. The first question is, what do you need when you've wandered away from who you really are? Just a shallow little question to start our time together. What do you need when you've realized, through no fault of your own, or maybe through fault of your own, that you have wandered away from home? from who you really are. Reflection, Pam, thank you so much. Yes, and time just to say, I need to get re-centered. I need to figure out why I'm so, why I've lost the plot. What else? A good cry, Cassandra, yes. Uh, Bob says a slap in the face. <laughs> thank you, Bob, as always. Reagan says time alone, yes, me too. Uh, Rex, Will says, rest. Yes. Rexanne says, to recognize you've wandered. Uh, the Alex, Rebecca, Milwaukee crowd says, a hand to lead me back. Marika says, therapy. <laughs> yes. What else in the room? What do you need? A hug, Michelle. Yes. Which, especially after this season where hugs have been scarce. Getting a hug is nice and necessary. What else? Understanding, Nate. Oh, Elizabeth, yeah, sometimes it's time to realize, oh, I'm going through a transition. It's, it's time to go somewhere else. Maybe it's not time to return home. It's time to move somewhere else. So good. Very insightful. I like that. Thank you. Direction. Yes, Bennett. Thank you. Direction. What else? Well, this is a story on this day of Pentecost. We find ourselves in Jerusalem about returning after having been scattered. And so what we're going to talk about today together, we're going to converse about. I think it's very uh, appropriate after so much time being away and being scattered through COVID, is what do we need when we come back together? What do we need to hear from each other? What do we need to remember about ourselves and God? And so rather than kind of just picking apart all 21 verses, which would take us 21 days, we're going to look at that theme in general, of what's happening on the day of Pentecost. 
we read this in, the, in verse 1 of chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. But to understand the Christian day of Pentecost, you have to understand that it was and still is one of the three main Jewish festival days. And so Jewish festival days were, were designated times of the year, three times a year, where Jewish people from all over, that they've been scattered, would pilgrim back and up to Jerusalem to celebrate in the festival, to have feasts together, and to remember their story, to remember God's story, because maybe they'd forgotten, like we have after 50 days after the event, or a year. And this comes right out of Deuteronomy 16, 16. God commands them to do this. God says, three times a year, all your males, all your males shall appear before the Lord your God at the place that he will choose. At the festival of unleavened bread, that's the first one. The festival of weeks, that's the second one. And the festival of booths, that's the third one. So let's quickly figure out what, this is nerdy time, Dan. Sorry, man, but this is like lecture time. I'll, I'll, I'll make this as quick as possible. But to order to understand what's happening on the day of Pentecost, as it relates to followers of Jesus and what they were experiencing in the book of the Acts, we have to understand uh, what was happening for Jewish people. So the first festival was called the Festival of Unleavened Bread, or it's also called Pesach, or Passover. You've probably heard that word, Passover. And during this festival, for seven days, the people celebrating ate no unleavened bread. No bread like that that's puffed out using yeast. Now, super nerdy Bible question. It's fine if you don't know the answer to this, but this is an all play. Uh, Why did Jesus and his followers and all Jewish people eat only unleavened bread during Passover? Because of the Exodus alley. What particularly about the Exodus is important for them? Because when you eat unleavened bread, it's a time to remember. So it's time to remember when they left Egypt, but specifically what? Why did they have have unleavened bread? Thank you, Maestro Ali, Master Divinity Ali, because they had to leave in a hurry. So there's no time for bread to rise, right? If you're going to eat, you got to eat those matzo crackers that are really yucky and kind of boring. Although some of you like it in soup, I, I get it. But it's much less delicious than a big challah bread or something like that, right? But each during each of those seven days, when you're eating that unleavened bread, what are you thinking about? What are you remembering? Yes, Cassandra. You are invited to remember your story. And not just your story, but the story of your people, because you're connected to the story of your people. Parenthetical note, we are so individualistic now that it's, it's hard for us to remember that the story of our ancestors is our story too. We can celebrate some of that, but we can also lament some of that and repent of some of that, even if we didn't do it, because it's a part of our story. Right, So in Exodus 12, 17, uh, Allie apparently wrote, uh, you shall observe the festival of unleavened bread for on this very day I brought your companies out of the land of Egypt. So during Passover, 
the people of God are reminded that they have been delivered out of slavery from God. That was the first move. They used to be slaves, but God delivered them because God delighted in them, and God loved them, and God delivered them. That's part of their story. Don't ever forget that. Now, that's important for them to remember because in the time of Solomon, what happens? They forget, and they, the children of God, do what? They enslave other people. You enslave other people when you formerly have been slaves when you forget. This is why it's so important to have moments in time where you have been scattered, you've forgotten who you are, to come back and remember who you are, right? Ugh. So Passover also begins the counting of the Omer, which is, would be a killer band name, wouldn't it? The counter, the counting of the Omer. <laughs> where you start counting down till day 50, till the second festival, which is called Passover or sorry, um, Pentecost or Shavuot. And on Shavuot or Pentecost, again, this is 50 days after Passover, they remembered that the liberation out of Egypt was necessary but not enough. They needed a spiritual liberation as well. So they remembered when the, God gave the, gave the law, gave the Torah to them on Mount Sinai as a way to covenant with God's people. They, they were, uh, Pentecost reminded them that God gave them God's covenant on Mount Sinai. Deuteronomy 4, 10 and 13 says this, Remember when you once stood before the Lord at Horeb, God declared to you his covenant, which he charged you to observe. It's also called Azteret, because it means the completion, because together with Passover, Passover and Pentecost, when seen as a set, gained uh, the Jewish folks their freedom from Egypt, but also they received the Torah. And so this was seen as a completion. One wasn't enough. They needed both, both kinds of liberation, physical and spiritual. And then the third, uh, has anyone ever lived in St. Louis Park or live in St. Louis Park now? Yeah, I used to live in St. Louis Park in a predominantly um, really traditional Jewish neighborhood. And so all over during fall, you would see these little booths set up on people's lawns, right? Because they're celebrating this third Jewish festival, the Festival of Booths or Tabernacles. And during Sukkot, it's also called, uh, people live in temporary units. They move out of their house. And these days it's, yeah, maybe they don't totally live out there. They might have a meal out there and call it good, right? But that's fine. And, um, uh, but this is to remind them, to remember that after they were delivered from Egypt and after they received the law on Mount Sinai, they were continuously wandering and God provided dwellings for them, temporary dwellings for them. So on the journey of following God, after you've been liberated, after you've been given Torah, as you're following the way, you need to remember that God will provide to you what you need. That's the third thing that you remember. So the cycle of feasting and remembering who you are as a people was so important for the Jewish people, including Jesus and his followers who were devout Jews. So Passover is liberation from slavery. Shavuot or Pentecost is receiving God's word and being made complete. And then the Festival of Booths is wandering in fragile dwellings as you travel towards God's will. Um, I'm going to catch up here. Um, oh, yes. Someone is saying, 
what they need to be called back home. There's another person to see me, Hannah says, to call, call me by my name. Uh, Nico says, a nap and a sappy movie. <laughs> yes. John Powell, somebody tell me I'm not a failure. And then we're bumping into yay, nerdy time. <laughs> and um, they had no time to leaven the bread. We've all caught up from there. So um, what can we learn from this somewhat nerdy uh, journey into the three festivals of the Jewish people? What can we learn now? Well, I think during this long season of COVID-19, where we've been scattered, haven't we? I mean, we've been scattered, and not just physically, but I think spiritually and emotionally. My conversations with people, in my conversations with people, I'm noticing a real um, anxiety is a lot higher than it was a year and a half ago. A sense of wanting to return to something, but maybe not what it used to be. You know, I hear that a lot. I don't want to return to the crazy busy what, what used to be. But I want to return home to somewhere that feels safe and that feels like I can grow again. Like I want to be replanted in soil that is, um, that is good for me to grow. But I don't know how to get there. I don't know what I need to get there. That's what I'm hearing from so many people. And so I think we should ask ourselves right now in this season, as a church and as a people, We've been scattered. What do we need as we come back together? How do we need to help remembering who we are and what we need to be made complete? And how do we need to be reminded that God really will provide for us as we travel in the way of Jesus? So in uh, Acts 2, we read about the coming of the Spirit. comes as fire and wind and breath. So I'll play question number three. What's your understanding of who the Spirit is and what the Spirit does? And I have no clue is a perfect answer. You can answer in person here by shouting it out or on the chat. What's your understanding of who the Spirit is? what the Spirit does. And comforter, yes. Is that Marika back there? Comforter, yes. Woo, Cassandra, the Spirit kind of nests with you. I like that. Elizabeth, like a whisperer. Yes. Part of my conscience, is that... Is that Will back there that said that? Yeah. No? Sean, okay. You threw your voice, Will. Um, from the Milwaukee crowd, Rebecca, your personal peace of God. Yes. And TJ, spirit is life. By the way, I love Milwaukee. I love that Milwaukee is joining us today on the call. So great. What else? Who is spirit and what, is, what does spirit do? reconnects us. And I think as it relates to this idea that we all are scattered from time to time, we all wander from time to time, we all find ourselves 50 days from Easter, a whole lot, right? We forget who we are, we forget our story, we forget whose we are, we get all riled up and all pointed in the wrong direction. Spirit 
the Spirit, part of the triune God, helps us remember what Jesus taught us and teaches us. In Acts 1.8, we read this, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Um, uh, from Jenny Gullickson, Holy Spirit is like manna, is like mama God to me. Oh, I love that. From Laura, the creative divine breath that gives you the inner knowing. Say that again, the creative divine breath that gives you inner knowing. The Spirit gives you power to do what you cannot do on your own, whether that be try the hard work of forgiveness. You ever tried that? You ever tried willpower to get you to forgive someone? I have, and it's exhausting. Spirit, lead me into being able to forgive when I can't forgive. Spirit, lead me into acting, as the prophet says, uh, justly, to love mercy, to do what's right. Spirit, give me power to do that well. If I do that on my own, pretty soon I'm crispy and burned out, right? And I see that a lot these days. I have to say that. I love the work of justice that is happening these days and the focus that the church has on that. My fear or my maybe um, invitation is, are we doing that on our own power? Or are we trying to get power from spirit to do what only God can do? Uh, John 14, 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, Jesus says, he, will, he or she will teach you all things and help you remember all that I have said to you. You ever had one of those moments, and I know this might seem woo-woo or mystical, but where you feel like the Spirit reminded you of something that you knew, but you forgot? Or maybe even whispered something to you that someone else needed? I remember this was years ago. I was in a staff meeting at the church I was working at, and I, I just got a strong impression that morning that someone needed encouragement. So I emailed the other people. Didn't I left that person off of the email, obviously, and I said, please come with one encouraging word for this person. I'll, I'll explain later. And then during the meeting, I said, hey, um, you know, we want to take a little time to encourage you. So each person said what they said. And afterwards, the person said, it, it's, it, it's unbelievable that you gave me that gift today because I needed it so badly. This morning I was praying for um, help. You know, well, that's either super mystical woo-woo or coincidence. And it could be either one of those. But I'm choosing to believe that sometimes spirit does whisper things like that to us for our own benefit and for the benefit of others. And it's just trying to pay attention to hear it. John 16, 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Now, this is an all-play question, but it's not up on the screen. Sorry, Marika. This is just a, this is a in-the-moment all-play. What do you think we can interpret that as? He will guide you into all truth. Say 
Thank you, Cassandra. We can't find it by ourselves. We need to be guided into it. Yes. What else? There's a learning curve, Marika. Yeah, we don't get it as a download all at once. We don't get the truth as a download on that day where you decided to believe. You need to be guided into it. Laura, say it again. It's a path, Will, yes, that you are continuously on. Uh, Laura says, we don't know it all yet. Um, Bethany Powell says, I can't stop thinking about Mufasa in the sky saying, Simba, remember who you are. <laughs> I'm not James Earl Jones, but come on, baby. I could really, if I worked on it, I could get there. But the Holy Spirit is like infinitely more personal. Thanks, Bethany. Uh, Laura, again, says, we don't know it all yet. That's what that means. Uh, Bob says, he will open my eyes to truly see. It's a process, which means you don't, you don't know it all right now. That's both a slap in the face and just a huge relief, isn't it? You don't know it all now. And you will learn more as you go. Isn't that a huge, like, I don't know it all now. I will learn more as I go. Woo! Romans 8, 26 and 27. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. I love this passage. You guys, tune into this one. If you've forgotten everything else, listen to this verse. If it's true, it's some of the best news ever. The Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought to pray. Amen? Ah! But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Translation, I don't know how to pray, but that's okay, because the Spirit prays with me, and the Spirit prays for me. The Spirit is praying for me and you. Whoa! Right? So on those moments, and, and, and by the way, if you're at a stage in your faith journey where you're like, I've forgotten how to pray, Words don't come to me anymore. I used to be able to, words used to flow out of me. It was so great and free. Now I don't know. I've talked to enough people and, and experienced this myself enough to know that you need to be celebrating. You've, you've graduated from one way, which was really, really good, but now you need another way of connecting with God, and you need to find that. It's not just you spilling out your words. That's still fine. If that still works for you, that's fine. But if it no longer works for you, you're not broken. You just are invited into that further path. Kayla McClurg says this, little by little, layer by layer, the advocate or the Holy Spirit listens to our questions, listens to our doubts, listens to our wonder, and helps us accept the painful joyful stabs of recognition. In incremental revelations, the advocate teaches the truth to all who are hungry to receive the truth. At the table of this inner teacher, we are fed. At the table of this inner teacher, we are fed. So folks, in this time of being scattered, as we're coming back together, can we put our antennas up for the Spirit to teach us what we need to remember about each other, about our story, about life, about where we're going, about new beginnings. 
about who we are and whose we are, I think the Spirit will lead us into those things if we have ears to hear and humility to listen. Amen? Amen. Endings are a place where life is Thank you for listening to the Genesis West podcast. If, if you, you find, find yourself, yourself nearby, nearby on Sunday, we'd love for you to join us for worship. We meet at Elam Church Center in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. If you, if have, you have any, any questions or would like to connect with us, please visit us at www.genesiscove.org.